Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. And I'm joined today by Dr. Robert Cyprian. So we're going to talk about some amazing things. He's come a long way, just like many of us have. He's an inspiration. Uh, he's got a great chiropractic work here in Florida. Uh, he's going to talk about how he moved around and all the way from Oregon to Washington, D.C., and now down to beautiful Florida. Robert, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Michael. It's actually an honor to be on here with you. Oh, yeah, the honor's mine because you, you have some amazing information. Everybody's going to love it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then let's go back in time a little bit. I'm a chiropractor and holistic doctor, uh, originally from New York City, lived in Los Angeles, went to school there, lived in Portland, Oregon, lived in Washington, D.C., and just moved to Miami last month from Washington, D.C., so making all the rounds here in the U.S. <laughs> Sounds like my life. I've been all over the country, lived everywhere. Loving Florida right now, so we both kind of found our way here. It's fun. Because we met at uh, one of the events that I had, and uh, you're, man, you're an amazing dude. So you have this awesome book, Heal Profoundly, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's let's go back in time. Here you were. You're like, you talk about it. There's a little picture here where you're, as a youth growing up in New York City, Robert Cyprian thought his life was usual, but it was far from that. So let's let's go from there. It, it really wasn't. So we've talked a little bit already. So let's let's jump into it. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. The beginning, I was born on the uh, Heidelberg Army Base, Heidelberg, Germany. My father was in comms there during Vietnam. So he was actually in, at times communication with the president back then. Incredible. Huh. When he was there, he got into um, some of the biker stuff out there. He bought himself a Triumph and he used to kind of tour around Germany and Europe with all the guys with the motorcycles and stuff like that. Hmm. Came back to New York City. I was only three weeks old. I was born out there, came back to New York City three weeks old. And my father still had his triumph and eventually got a Harley and used to hang out in downtown New York. Down there, he uh, bumped into um, the Hells Angels of New York City. They used to be around there a lot. And he wound up hanging out a lot with them and got into some organized crime and things like that. So I grew up with family having issues and stuff like that and everything. But to me, what was, I didn't know it was unusual is having like these bikers over the house and having um, uh, the former president of the Hells Angels in New York over my house for like Sunday dinner. And I used to sit on his lap and play with his rings and stuff like that and everything. And um, for me, that's the way I grew up. And I had no clue that that was any different than anyone else. Police would choke my house once in a while and this and that. And, mm -hmm. As I got a little bit older, I started getting into gangs in New York, just the way that nice kids that were going to school, you know, they got a little bit older, started getting more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. So I started hanging out with these gangs who were kind of like to drug dealing and guns and all this stuff. And um, there was a lot of graffiti involved too. So I became in the, like the 80s, 90s, international graffiti artists. Ah, so I've seen some of your art. It, it is actually art. It's pretty impressive. So I, you're, you're trying to actually make it art back then. Yeah, I always gravitated to more the artistic stuff, even though it was considered vandalism because we're writing on highways and rooftops and buildings and trucks and trains and whatever. But it was kind of like, where can I put my name where it would be seen? And that's what it was all about. But yeah, the art part was really amazing too. And it's crazy because if you think about it, this is the only art form ever where people would risk their lives to go do it. 
you know. Good point. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I almost got hit by trains in the train tunnel. There'd be gangs after me, and then also just you know, civilians in the neighborhood. And I've been beat up by police before, and everything, and all this stuff. Yeah. I've yes. never heard that side of it. That's interesting. Yeah. So it, it was it was quite interesting. But through this whole time, I had a lot of um, spiritual things happening. As a young child, I had a lot of out-of-body experiences hmm. floating over watching my father carry me up to the apartment building or actually going to other worlds, which more like a, like a world of just like oceans and whales and islands and stuff like this. So at a young age, I had all these out-of-body experiences and also like lucid dreams and stuff like that and um that actually as i went through all this violence and crime and stuff like that it kept pushing me pushing me pushing me to do something so eventually it led me to want to become a doctor and i thought i was going to work on football players and do musculoskeletal medicine but actually what happened is i got into holistic medicine and spiritual work and shamanistic work and all these other just amazing things you know, it's it's interesting because David Icon uh, yesterday and he was talking about how there's so many people out there right now that are very, very concerned about extending their lives. They're willing to do anything, even though it doesn't make sense to try and extend their lives. So you and I, you know, have me being in a, having been in combat and you having lived this hoodlum life a little bit, you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, today might be my day. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to live at the fullest and uh, the next day I'll live at the fullest until it's done. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised I'm still here. You're probably got the same thing, but it kind of pushes us into these realms of consciousness where we don't care about that stuff anymore. We're very open. Like you were just talking about you, you see more things, you experience more things when you don't have that. Oh, I have to hold on to this life with everything that I have. And that kind of locks you into a lower rate of consciousness. And you're, this is very interesting because I've talked to a lot of, a lot of people over the years that were in gangs and stuff like that. And they grown out of that and they are, they're pretty advanced spiritually. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with that. And it's kind of the same because they did a, a little survey one year. I was part of it in the SEAL teams and they wanted to know psychologically what made a SEAL a SEAL. And they look back and they're like, well, if you guys weren't SEALs, you'd probably all be criminals. And we're like, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. So yeah, we just kind of uh, directed our energies in a, in a more positive way. And that's, that's what you have done over time. So you made that break at one time. What, what exactly was that? I was just fed up with what I was experiencing. I was, I would just lay awake at night, just playing over in the head over and over again in my mind, the violence that I witnessed. And also there, there was like, an innocence in me that I felt guilty for. I, I felt guilty for kind of betraying. It was really my grandmother. I was brought by my grandmother, and I felt like she saw this innocence in me, and I wasn't that anymore. And that kind of brought me back a little bit too. And just within six months, you know, the, the universe always really pushes me with stress to change. Yeah. Within six months, I got fired from my job. I got dumped by my girlfriend. My father was killed. So I'm like. I'm out of here. I'm leaving New York. I'm going to Los Angeles. I'm going to school, become a doctor. And actually, a couple of weeks after I moved to Los Angeles, I remember I woke up one beautiful morning. I'm just laying there in bed and I have school that morning. So I kind of drift back off to sleep. And I'm in a vivid dream, a um, what do you call the serial dreams? I was I was in one of those again mm-hmm. with my grandmother in Grand Central Station in New York. Like I've seen all the sun coming through the windows, the marble and everything. And she just looks at me and she goes, because my grandmother passed away a couple of years about this time. 
she goes, I'm so proud for what you're doing. You're doing something really good. And I just went to hug her and like everything just disappeared. And I woke up in bed and I'm like, whoa, what happened? And it's just like, wow. So that's, that's a good, I, I, was, I was just like, you're on the right path. Like, yeah. Nice. Nice. And those synchronicities and those dreams and uh, the things that we get like that give us the direction we need sometimes when we're a little not sure what's going on, but we're, we're searching. So that's, that's a beautiful experience that you had. And so that, that's a real leap that you made, you know, going from New York all the way to LA and to be a doctor. So now tell us a little bit about what happened during that time frame. Well, when I first got to LA, I had a couple of friends I had connections with from New York. So I was hanging out with some of the gang members again and um, some of the graffiti artists. And within a couple of weeks, I'm on the ground, helicopters over us, guns drawn on us. And I'm like, mm. you know, just thinking, what am I doing? So I had to actually stop. I had to cut off all my old friends. I had to cut off all my old contacts. I just focused on school for like 15 years. Right. And I got severely sick when I was in school, when I had to um, leave undergrad to go to medical school, hmm. they wanted my um, Jabberdoo passport to um, start yeah. school. And I'm like, I don't know where that thing is. I have no idea. That was like when I was a kid. So they go, oh, don't worry, just go to the school nurse, get them all over again. Within well, about six months, I felt like I was dying. Like I couldn't even function. Hmm. I was trying to find all these things to help me. I was going to the clinic at school. I was trying medical stuff. I was taking all these like holistic medicine seminars to figure out what's going to help me. Like I can't function anymore. I felt like I was literally in a couple, within a couple of years, I would die. Like I felt like I couldn't pay that much longer to live. Mm -hmm. And um, this one doctor who's practiced up in Las Vegas, I used to see him in all these holistic medicine classes and seminars I was at and the doctors who would be teaching the seminar would talk about this one doctor. So I asked him one day, Hey, I have this, this, this going on. Can you help me? He goes, Oh yeah, just come to my office. Like, like it wasn't a big thing at all. And I'm like, wow, he's got some like attitude about that. Like, yeah, sure. I'll fix you. No worries. Cause I was being trying for two years to get myself healthy and nothing could do it. Went to his office in Las Vegas within two hours. Boom. Like my whole world changed. I felt lighter. Everything was like, like just the, the colors of everything was so crisp and potent. And I felt like my body was lighter. And I went home to my girlfriend at the time and I walk in the door, she's doing dishes. She almost dropped the dishes. I go, what's wrong? She goes, what do you do to you? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you do to me? She goes, your face is different. Your body is different. Everything's different about you. So he wow. guy, guy changed me in one day and I became um, a student of his. He mentored me, you know, it's been about 20 years and I found a lot of other mentors during the way and energy medicine and shamanism and doing remote healing on people and all sorts of things. I just, whatever really works on me, I just dive into it and I got to like work on it and master it to, to help other people with that too. Wow. That's incredible. So even though our paths are completely different, we, we have a lot of similarities and stuff that uh, you kind of came involved in. So that, that's interesting that you can, like I try to tell anybody, all of us have these abilities. All of us can tap these uh, abilities. You just have to believe and you have to focus yourself like you you and I have done and then just dive in. So my goal, like I talk to all these guests that are like yourself that are, are extremely advanced in their in their areas of expertise. They want to refine it down to a very simplistic point where anyone can grasp it and, and take off with it. Now, you have done some amazing healings over time. And uh, when I when I did my uh, my lecture the other day uh, at the Westin, I did the muscle testing. I know you're into muscle testing. You've been doing it for a very long time. 
it's always works. It never lies. It's like one of those things where you, you might want to lie to me, but I will find out and I'll do it scientifically and then we'll know. It's very, very interesting. I don't even need to muscle test people anymore. I just, it's very interesting. Uh, you can use science, you can use technology, but at some point you move into these intuitive realms and it takes you way further than any of that other stuff does. You've made that transition very early on and you've built upon it. So how has that helped you and uh, where have you experienced it and, and used it? So the college I used to teach for, which would teach healthcare professionals how to use muscle testing, it would break apart the whole education and build it back together again from a holistic point of view. It was called the International College of Applied Kinesiology. And what they would do, they would marry the muscle testing with the science and also with you know, your clinical skills of how to talk to someone, observe someone. And so it wasn't just the muscle testing. I wanted you to like team up everything else with it. And that was good in a way because you could see the correlations mm-hmm. with the physical, with the lab work, with the science. So it all kind of works together. And I just kept doing that for years. And like you said, it would get to the point where I go to muscle test someone, I already know what it is. Because basically what's a muscle test you're seeing if something's good for someone or not. Like say we're going to test this water for me to see if this water is good for me. Cause who knows if there's toxins in here, it could be some weird water. I mean, who knows? So you like test the muscle on, see if it's strong. And if this water is good for me, it should actually increase the energy of my body. It's like the on switches on like, Oh, this is good for me. Now, if I would take something like say bleach and put it up to me, like I'm going to drink it, it would probably most likely make my body go weak because my body's going to sense that's a poison. It's just going to actually lower the energy of my body. So that muscle test, what it measures is, is something turning your body up higher or off lower. And I love what John Randolph Price, the author from the eighties and nineties said, he's a spiritual author. He said, you're only helping or harming. There's no in the middle. So either something's getting better or worse. There's no, just like you're not doing anything. So when you feel something is better for you or someone else, and you know, you're doing muscle testing for years and years and years, you could feel the energy just come up when you just think about that or talk about that, or you could feel it go down. And that's the intuitive part of it that I think that a lot of us could feel. And I used to have a lot of it when I was younger. I didn't know what it was. And later in life, I figured out, oh, this is how you use it. This is how I could actually mold it to my conscious mind. So yeah, I think a lot of us have that. We don't know what it is. And later we, learn, we figure out how we can actually use it and listen to it. You know, I got to the point where, like you talk about if the water is good for you, it might be polluted or something like that. Dr. Was it Emoto? I think. Emoto. It was, yeah. Dr. Emoto that did the, uh, the testing of the water and froze it and looked at the crystals and saw the different uh, patterns that they made, depending on what kind of energy was put into the water. And I remember he took a uh, polluted water. I think it was from one of the uh, wells or whatever in um, Japan. It was polluted, but they all, a group of them sent love to it and it turned it so that it was actually good. So that's one of the reasons why we bless our food before yeah. we eat it, because we're basically sending that love energy, vibrational energy into it. Uh, it goes all the way back to Christ and uh, the Essenes. They were all into doing that energy work. A lot of people don't even know who the scenes are, were. So Jesus wasn't a scene. And uh, so he, he's, the scenes were all into this, all into this information we're talking about right now. So, of course, a lot of this stuff has been covered up over time. 
But as we can work this stuff in when we use science, because science will like assuage anyone's worries that we're getting a little too blue on this stuff. But it is a ticket for me. I've always looked at something. Is it scientifically based? Can I analytically understand it? Because I've found that my analytical mind had to like receive it and not block it before I could actually go deeper with it. You've gone deep into this stuff. You were using it in your practice uh, later on. How were you using it up in uh, Oregon? And you were in Portland, right? Yeah, I went to school in Los Angeles and um, I did the Beverly Hills practice thing for a very short time. And then I moved up to Portland, Oregon and had a practice up there about 13 years. Mm. From there, it went, it, it grew a lot. It went from just the basic kind of just natural holistic, like combining the chiropractic and the nutrition and some homeopathy and dietary work and emotional work. But then it started getting more into the energetic and shamanistic realms. I met a woman out there, an amazing teacher of mine, Liliana Barzola. I had a, um, a patient that used to come into me, this young woman, and she was like, very just suicidal or I was kind of just worried like is she okay or is she okay and she came in one day and she's like happy and great and I go how are you doing today and she goes oh I'm doing great and I'm like why I was like why what'd you do and she goes oh my friends brought me to this woman she did an exorcism on me and I feel great I'm like who's this woman where is she give me her color like nice so I went to this woman's office and she was this young little Latina at the time. I don't know, she's like 28 years old, you know, she was a single mom. I sit down across from her. She asked me some questions and then we start working and she's like, oh, I see like this gray coming out of your lungs and I see this dark yellow from your back. And I'm like, okay, like maybe I feel that, like I might feel that. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then after about half hour, 45 minutes into the session, she goes, all right, there's this thing stuck around your neck. I can't get it off, but I'm going to call someone else in to get it off another energy entity. And don't worry, it'll be scary, but it'll be fine. I'm like, me scared I'm from you, this little chick, but no, no way, you know? Yeah. So she's okay. I'm going to open a portal and we're going to bring in this helper to help you get this other energy, this parasitic energy, this, you know, attachment off your neck. And I'm like, sure, you know, and she's doing it. And I'm like, "Eh, whatever. And all of a sudden, something's choking me and I can't breathe. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, and I'm like, (laughs) like, whoa, I can't breathe. And then I'm just like freaked out that something's choking me. She's just sitting across me with her eyes closed in the chair, just seeing what she's saying, what she's seeing. Then my head starts like flipping back and forth. And she yells at me, Robert, stay in your body. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but okay. So my head stops flipping back and forth, but I can't breathe. Something's choking. She goes, give me five more seconds. It'll be removed. We're getting this being off of you. We're getting it off you. I'm just like, whatever, sure. And all of a sudden she goes, okay, it's off. And I feel my throat just open up and relax. She goes, I'm getting them out of here. We're getting them out through a portal and they leave. And I'm just sitting there staring at her. And I'm like, Whatever you, the first thing I said is whatever you just did, I have to learn that. And she goes, (laughs) come back a few more times first. We'll talk about that. But yeah. (laughs) So then things really start escalating. Oh my God. I started working with the shamanistic realms and the energy work and my intuition started, you know, going to other Mm -hmm. levels from that, just kind of seeing more what's going on in life. I started learning the anatomy of my energy and also the energy of life around us because Basically, we're in this etheric soup of all these different realities piled on top of each other. Right. Very good. Very good. And uh, being able to go into these different realities, learn and gather information and 
like I go into these, like you experienced, I go into some of those uh, realms and take off uh, entities or send entities away or send love around entities so they become weakened. So that's a lot of the stuff that we're experiencing right now. There's lots of uh, entities out there that are are controlling our world, and it's it's very it's very disturbing for people. But once you understand it, you have a, a knowledge of it. It's just like you know everything else. It's, uh, that's what that is. It's like the the woman you were describing. That's part of her reality. She understands it. You don't know that yet, and it's kind of a little spooky and scary. But now that you know it more, it's like, yep, there it is. There's that reality. You're not going to work that, and it's oop, it's gone. It's I'm taking care of it. So there in Portland, we talked about Portland. Port- I went to Portland in the late '70s as a hard hat diver, just before I went to uh, Bud's training. Beautiful, beautiful city. Even back then, they had bums all over the place. I mean, here here you have like Christine, beautiful city, the number one city in America for, I think, a couple of years, even at that time, you had all these bums everywhere. So it's kind of a different mentality there. We see we see it's basically has progressed to the point now where it's it's completely destroyed that city. What was it that kind of ran you out of there or what what was it that led you to leave and go somewhere else? I just moved there from LA when Money Magazine had that article. Portland's one of the best places to move in the country. So yeah, I went there. It was a beautiful little city. And yeah, there's a lot of homeless people there. You can you could sense a lot of darkness there. Like certain areas or times are just a lot of dark energy. I learned a lot there. I learned a lot. And um I became single there. I moved there for a partner, became single, and I tried to date a few other people, and I was just like unhappy and start partying too much and just hanging out and, you know, always like wanting to learn more spiritually and to do my work. Like that's my calling in life. The most important thing, but I was kind of losing that focus. So what made me move out of New York was these bad things that happened to me to get the universe to get me to wake up. So I transitioned myself Mm -hmm. in Portland. Like I said, it was, you know, just unhappy and trying to make myself happy with partying and hanging out and stuff like that and everything. So I'm at a party one day and had a pair of sunglasses on and I took them down. I just let the earpieces hang out my ears and let these kind of hang down as I'm texting somebody and somebody was dancing and bumped into me. And the earpiece from the glasses went up, not through my eardrum, but through my ear canal and took out my inner ear. Wow. So within about 15, 20 minutes, I couldn't stand. My legs were buckling under me, uh, lost all sorts of balance. I got home and wanted to take off my shirt. As soon as I covered my eyes, I started vomiting in my shirt before I even got it off because as soon as I took the eyes out of it, everything just starts spinning. Hmm. Took me time to recover from that. So I spent a lot of time on the couch and um, just thinking, what am I doing with my life? I should move. And then I had a synchronicity to move to Washington, D.C. Hmm. And everything just pointed toward that. I'm like, okay. So it's again, life show me what to do. But as a good friend of mine says, First, the universe will tickle you for a feather to kind of guide you. That doesn't work. We'll hit you for a baseball bat. That doesn't work. It's going to hit you for a truck. So I'm not sure if that was the baseball bat or the truck, but it got more intense to wake me up. That's happened uh, several times in my life. Had my kneecap shattered. And I was like, okay, I get it. And so it's time <laughs> to move on, you know? And so even though I worked through that and I'm like, okay, I'm good, but it's still things didn't, like you're talking about, work for me in the SEAL teams. Then I got out and I started like, exploring all these these realms of consciousness that you're talking about on a deeper level nothing that i could have done while i was still in seal teams but although i had you know been playing around with them most of my life so that's that's kind of the thing you know you you transition to one area you learn what you're going to supposed to learn in that area or that 
realm or that job or whatever you got going on there. And then the doors seem to shut. And a lot of us are like, keep banging our hands against the door. And then, you know, something comes along and like hammers us. <laughs> it's like, I've learned over time. Okay. That door shut. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to push this anymore. That's one of the reasons why I came here to uh, Florida. And now I'm looking back. I'm like, of course I was going to leave California. Look at California. Now it's like, it's horrible. And while I was working in California, after walking in Pacific, Pacific Crest Trail, after I got finally, after getting hammered, the lead at CIA for years, I finally just got hammered. Then I was walking the Pacific Crest Trail and I was like, okay, I'm going to settle in uh, Lake Tahoe. And then I worked there and then that fell away. And it's like, okay, it's time to leave that job. And I left just at the right time because COVID started like days after I left. I was like, Ooh, wow, this, this works pretty good. Just listen to that, you know, just go with the flow. Don't force things. If something's pointing you in a new direction, go with the flow. So here you are, you're going with the flow finally. And you fortunately for you to the point where I didn't like, you know, totally uh, annihilate you, which it will do if you don't, if you don't move. So you, you're guided into Washington, DC. That's, that's pretty interesting. So let's, let's uh, look at the experiences there. You had some pretty cool ones. Yeah. Washington, DC, um, had a lot of stress there, but again, it was just a lot of the universe helping me to hone who I was and help me work through a lot of old traumas with new traumas. So I could see them again and heal them. And I worked the first, a couple of places didn't work out too well. And um, I was just very depressed and the relationship I went there for didn't work out. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was working this place I didn't like. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to start affirming to myself every day I'm in my right place and I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel I'm doing the best I can for everybody. So I'd start going to work every day, just sit in the parking lot before I get out of the car. I'm in the right place. I'm in my right place. It's the best place I could be. And I just start getting happier. And the problem was my business in this big office, this big clinic, I was in my business started dropping because I started healing everyone so fast. They stopped coming back. So the owner would start calling the office like, you know, doc, what are you doing? Like your patients aren't coming back. I'm like, oh, well, they're all getting well. Do you see the reviews they're leaving us? He goes, but, but you got to tell them they got to keep coming back anyway. Like we need them coming back. And <laughs> so I uh, got pushed out of that office, but I felt so good about it. I'm like, I was affirming this is my right place. That wasn't the universe was putting me in my right place. So I went to another office and that worked out well. And I worked there for a while and I got too busy. And I opened my own office just three blocks from the White House. Wow. And then things really started happening. I was invited to go speak for Secret Service headquarters in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. down their basements. I was there for about 30 people from U.S. Secret Service headquarters. And I was live to 200 agents in the field. Hmm. teaching them about dealing with stress and mental, emotional stuff and what they could do in their physical life, like diet, exercise, meditation to actually help with the stress and PTSD and everything. And I mean, that was one of the pinnacles of my life. And I can't believe this like graffiti thug from Queens, New York is like in secret service headquarters being televised around the world to the agents. That was like crazy for me. That is definitely amazing. I kind of felt like that too. You know, here I was a poor boy from Columbia, South Carolina. I never shouldn't have excelled, but like you, I, I pulled myself out of all those groups that were like, you know, pulling me down and saying that, Oh no, you can never do that. Like the, no one ever does that even in the, uh, the parental circle, you know? So I basically, okay, going to cut everything off and just focus on this. And it, you know, started to transpire. And then 
even though I'm achieving, people still don't believe you're going to go far. So you have to, at some point, just really believe in yourself and really focus on what you want to achieve and stop listening to other people. It's kind of a little bit what's going on in the world right now. Well, actually quite a bit what's going on in the world right now. We're teaching people, helping people and uh, guiding people in, in the right direction. That's that's amazing. We, we kind of came pretty close to each other during that time frame. I left, I think, in uh, around 2015 from the CIA and, and basically went off. That's just pretty phenomenal. So you're you're close to the White House. You're you're kind of hanging out with all those people, all that energy there. There was a group of us that were uh, very, very high into these type of uh, spiritual energies. We would not let people that were downers and negative and stuff like come into our group because we noticed their energy and we just wouldn't allow it. So that's uh, awesome that they got a guy like you in there. I, I guarantee you, you wouldn't get in there and talk to them now or whoever's going, whatever's going on there. Tell us a little bit about what you saw as far as like, uh, I think you said that Trump was moving around because you're very close to the White House, the ELOs, the, the motorcades and so forth. And then what happened after that? Yeah, basically where I was living in D.C., if you'd walk out the front door of my condo, look down the street, I mean, you, you see the White House there. It's just like down the street. Wow. So about three times a week, motorcade would come by my house or a block or two away. Like it just every like three times a week, I would just see the motorcade, you know, and. Yeah, sometimes I'm sure it's VP, sometimes it's president, just depends. But I'd also see on a regular basis overhead or just here when in my condo, a Marine One would just be circling over doing patterns, waiting to go to the White House. And then that was just a regular occurrence too. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the um, regime changed and uh, Biden got in there, all that stopped. I mean, I've seen maybe Marine One like two or three times since then. And I would see... Um, the VP's motorcade going down a different area, going from the naval um, base where the house for the VP is down to the White House, but not nothing like the frequency that we had before. I mean, it was maybe like a handful of times I've, I've seen them since then. Wow, that's interesting. That's kind of a tale. A lot of us have been talking about some of that, and it's uh, your, your firsthand experience. It's nice. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Jaco. Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast where we'll uncover the hidden parts of our human potential and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogman. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up, and I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level. And now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker, reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. 
when I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated, led, trained, and provided inspiration and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel, and now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. So things started to change there. The energy changed, like you're talking about. The opportunities change. Now tell us exactly what your clientele is like. So you're, certain people are attracted to you and you do certain work for people. You're a doctor, yes, but you're a chiropractic doctor. You do a lot of things that doctors do, but you take it to a, a different level. For me, I would rather go to a chiropractic doctor than a regular doctor if I had the opportunity and the choice. Tell us a little bit about your work. A doctor of chiropractic, people don't understand what it is, but basically you have to go through the same basic education as a medical doctor. Right. You have to learn the same sciences, the same diagnostics, the same, you know, how to look at blood work, how to take vitals, all the same basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we get a little bit higher in the education. It's a four-year education of grad school. The medical doctor will go and study pharmacology more where we'll just have two classes of pharmacology and we will study more anatomy, physiology, nutrition, which the medical doctor doesn't even study nutrition. They don't even study how the food you eat actually makes your body work and heals things and all this stuff. So they never even look at that. If they want to learn that, they have to take outside extra courses on that. So that's how similar doctor of chiropractic and medical doctor is. Now, of course, you get into the field, the medical doctor is always doing the lab work and the vitals and the pharmaceuticals where the chiropractors, you know, a lot of chiropractors depend on what they want to do. A lot of them also do vitals and lab work and everything, but we're more attuned to getting the physical body to work, right. The biochemical body to work, right. And some of us even delve into the realm of mental emotional, which is a subject I love to work with, but you don't learn much of that in the school. We just learn it in our philosophy that that also causes health problems. But me, I really got into some mental, emotional type therapies with people. And it was miraculous when someone's even been doing natural healthcare stuff for years and years and years, but never had the mind worked on. You work on the mind and things just change instantly because for so long, they've been eating good and detoxing their body and working on their physical body, but never looked at the mind piece. I was like the missing like link for things. Wow. That's incredible. Like I said, that's really why I would rather go to a chiropractor. And I I've, have a lot of friends that are chiropractic doctors and I've been to a lot of chiropractic doctors. Very, very good. 
So I, I think that uh, as we move forward, there's going to be more doctors probably going. Of course, there's specialized doctors, you know, brain surgeons. And like for me, fortunately, doctors will work on bones and put bones back together like they put my kneecap back together after a combat training accident. But that's obvious. So there's doctors that do that. And then there's doctors that are like what we're seeing now. I think they're compromised. A lot of doctors are compromised right now. Those trauma doctors, I really see them as the special forces of medicine. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. They are so they are the the highest trained doctors there are. But whenever a hospital is not making much money, they'll cut those departments because it's not a big money maker. They make the big money on the chronic diseases. But those trauma doctors, those are the highest skilled doctors there are. They're unbelievable healers yeah, yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately for me, when I uh, had my uh, kneecap shattered, when I came into a hospital there in Virginia Beach, fortunately, the top, it just happened to be the top orthopedic surgeon was uh, there on call because he was going to work on the head of the hospital. <laughs> and uh, so they they pushed him aside. I remember like going by him and he had a, like a pissed off look. I said, oh, I'm going to take this guy in front of me. But uh, pushed me back because everybody's like, whoa, we got to work on this guy. This guy's odd. This going to be cool. You know, so I had a kneecap in pieces. So they put it back together. The guy that worked on me was a former Marine recon. And he's like, oh, yeah, this Navy SEAL, he'll be able to do this. Because a lot of people were telling me there's no way you're going to walk normal again. After he put me back together. Within six months, I was running passing the PTs again. So uh, without standing. Yeah, I know. So definitely, like you said, special forces guys. And that was a special forices guy that worked on me. So they're fantastic. A uh, lot, a lot of fun. I, I like, I like great doctors, you know, they really know their stuff. You really know your stuff. So here you are working with the secret service guys. So that kind of ended and you didn't get that experience anymore. Is that the transition? Those guys didn't want to work with you anymore. Or what happened there? Well, I mean, I would get a couple people in here or there and um, some stayed with me for a while, but I, I, you know, I had a very kind of broad spectrum of patients. I've had like moms coming in and a lot of moms who had, you know, their husbands were at the Pentagon or somewhere else like that and everything like that. So a lot of military mothers would come in to me and they bring their kids in a lot of just government contractors and stuff like that, you know, yeah. ask for someone, oh, what you do, oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, still have no idea what you do. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I don't even understand what some of these people do in politics. It's like unbelievable. But um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that work White House and Congress and with senators and all this stuff and everything and some lobbyists and yeah, I mean, just a broad spectrum of people. So, and I like that. Like, one of my good friends, he's a doc for the Dallas Cowboys. He's like top sports doctor, like natural in the world. Like if they want a house call. He's like 15 grand. I'll show up at your house. You know what I mean? That's what he does. And he loves sports. So for me, I wouldn't be happy doing that because I'm just not like glued to sports every day. You know what I mean? But it's good for him. I like more of a general practice, just working with people in all walks of life. Oh, that's awesome. Can you give us any idea of some of the cool stuff you've done over time? What's like been really one of some of the amazing things? Oh, yeah. I remember um, I had this yoga instructor. She was my yoga instructor. And she comes to me one day and she's like, Doc, I hurt my hand. I don't know if you can fix my. What'd you do? She goes, Well, I, I punched my boyfriend's ex girlfriend in the face. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> she broke. <laughs> so when you break these two knuckles, it's called a boxer's fracture because you hit dead on. When you break these two knuckles, they call it a barroom fracture because you kind of hit at an angle and you miss and you break these two. So she broke these two bones in the hand, the metacarpals. 
And I'm like, well, let's look at it. Let's line your wrist back up, your arm, your shoulder. Let's get you on a few nutrients to help the bones settle in better. Let's get you on some ionized calcium so it goes right into the joint like immediately and nice. all this stuff. And within a couple of days, she lets me know like, hey, I could do yoga again. It doesn't hurt. I'm like, well, be careful on your hand, you know, because there's a fracture. She wow. goes back in two weeks to get an x-ray just to make sure everything's lined up properly. And they go, oh, we x-rayed the wrong hand. We got to do the other one. She goes, no, this is the hand they broke. They're like, there's no fracture there. So in two weeks, fracture was healed and the pain was gone within a couple of days. Mm. I love, I mean, miracles happen. People think a miracle is something that's just impossible. No, a miracle is just how we're really supposed to work. That's outside the realm of what we're used to. Oh, beautiful. Good. And I've seen, yes, some amazing healings happen. Just people's lives change, you know, in all sorts of ways. So there, there's people in the chat. They're asking, uh, you're, you're down in, uh, Miami, Florida area now. Yes. Yeah. I'm only doing virtual health now because, um, that was the other question. Do you do zoom calls? Yeah. Yeah, yes, I do virtual health now. And um, over the years, I've learned how to actually put joints back in place energetically if using my remote viewing. So yeah. it's kind of a talent that I guys, I can go through the whole body and scan it. If someone has musculoskeletal stuff going on and we just look at a joint and I restore the energy to the joint and it actually goes back in place. Wow. Like once I had a person, a woman on the phone with me from an airport and she's like, I'm laying on my back. I can't walk. And I have a flight to go take a sheriff's test on the East coast. And I can't even walk. What can you do for me? I'm like, okay, let me do a little scan. I see where you're like pelvis this joint out of place. I'm going to work on it a little bit. I'm going to take the energy out of there and kind of get it feeling better. I go get up and walk around a little bit. See how it is. She goes, walk. I go, yeah, get them walk a little bit. She gets up. She goes, Oh, Oh my God, it's almost gone. I go, Oh, almost gone. It's not gone here. Let me work on it a little bit more. And she's like, like you, what'd you do? Like it's gone. And <laughs> <laughs> that's that that is, just, that it's is. Just, it's just fun because you can influence I'm definitely calling you and have problems if you do that. <laughs> because if you think about it, I mean, I know you do a lot of influencing on a big scale, but you could zero in on something small and influence that too. I want to learn a little bit more what you're doing on the big scale stuff though. But yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I narrow down and uh, do healings. I've helped people uh, here heal from cancer, but they have to want it. As, as yeah. you probably know, I've had people that said, can you heal my wife? I'm like, does she want it? She's like, mm, cause I healed him. He was like going to die within months of cancer. And he went back and he was like, there was nothing there. So I said, like, does she want it? And uh, she's like, no, she doesn't believe in what you're doing. I'm like, I can't help her. Yeah. And unfortunately she passed. So that's, uh, that's, that's one of the things about this type of work. There has to be a belief system on the other side. What we're seeing right now with a lot of consciousness, if people don't believe a certain thing, they're going to follow a certain path. It's either going to take them in a, in a good way or, or a negative way. And that's not something we can yank somebody out of that path because we, we all have free will. So that, that's amazing. So yes, and um, so there's someone, hi, Hollywood and South Beach. Where exactly are you in? Uh, maybe you don't want to say that, but you know, um, I'm in I'm in the Edgewater district. Okay, very good. Like you're talking about, you're not doing anybody physically. You're doing everything through Zoom calls, stuff like that. You have a site where people can reach you. Yeah, it's healprofoundly.com. It's the same as the book. I was walking down the street one day, and like that popped in my head, heal profoundly, and I looked up on my phone on my little um, website 
app. And I'm like, no one has that website. So I took it and then I wound up calling my book that same thing. Wow. Wow. We talked about how you have, uh, and I feel you're going to do really, really good with this. You have another book coming Describe this book and then we'll, we'll talk about your new book coming up. Yeah, this book is just really my memoir, my timeline of how I evolved through that spectrum of just lower energy to kind of where I am now. And by no means, I'm, I'm, I'm like not happy if I am. I still want to grow more and more and more. But it's just kind of the stories of how I was led through life by spirit and some of the traumas that happen and how I always use those traumas to improve my life. And I always feel that when you get in a situation like that, you have two choices. Either you could stay in that energy or you could say, okay, let me step above this and just start moving forward again. And those traumas have been some of my biggest road signs in life to really change my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. I find that all the stuff that I've been through, you know, over my life pretty much prepared me for this time. How am I doing this stuff and why am I doing this stuff? But, I'm definitely guided to do this, like we like we talked about. But ultimately, all the crazy stuff that I that I've done has basically prepared me for these crazy <laughs> times that we're in right now. To stay calm, to stay focused. You do an excellent job of that. You're very focused. You're very uh, calm. These energies. Obviously, you've been through some challenging times, like many of us have. Some people just get angry and frustrated, but you have learned, as you describe over over time to uh, focus those energies in a a very positive way. So your next book, tell us a little bit about the next book coming up. The next book is going to be about finding your right place in life. So I'm going to be giving some tools about how I really got to where I was. Just learning about your intuition, how to use it, getting some of your negative emotions out of the way, working with things like forgiveness and gratitude, because if if you don't have forgiveness for certain people in situations in life, you can't go anywhere. And I've had some miracles happen with just that, just allowing forgiveness and things would change my life within hours, like unbelievably. So about finding right career in life and just getting to where you want in life. That's what this book is about. And yeah, just a handful of tools and guidance to just get yourself there. Nice. Nice. So you're looking at maybe Hey House picking that up. That's going to be pretty phenomenal. Hopefully, I, I'm going to start my um, third draft of the proposal for that with my book coach, and they are just amazing. Um, my book coach, I'm just blessed to be teamed up with this woman. She's uh, helping me a lot. Well, I'll have it sent in by December. We'll see what happens. Oh, wow, that's exciting. I definitely see you working with Hay House and uh, doing events and stuff like that. That's going to be pretty uh, phenomenal. Let's uh, look at a little bit something else that you'd like to share before we uh, wrap it up. What's what's some of the biggest things that are going on right now that you see consciousness and uh, the human body and so forth? Where do you feel like we're headed? Oh, like I was telling you a little bit, um, I think the other day when we were talking, even though I've been through so many experiences in my life, like unbelievable experiences and some amazing journeys, just like inward journeys and also just kind of what I did with my life. Last year, I went to a retreat with this woman, Sasha Cobra, and some of you might have heard of her. She's on that Netflix show called Unwell, episode two. Mm-hmm. And I've been following her for a couple of years. I have a friend that knows her. So I worked for a couple of times virtually. And then I went on a retreat she had last year, a nine-day retreat in the jungle in, uh, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it was pro, it was the biggest life-changing thing ever had happened to me in my life 
And what she did is that she, she taught us, she, she had a workshop for us to learn a lot of things and to heal ourselves and everything. This woman, this little like fairy goddess, so soft-spoken, the most one of the most powerful people I've ever met, she just knows how to hold her presence, to just hold her awareness in her body and to just be nothing but love. Just I've never felt anything like this, just the pure love, but the brilliance, the 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 wisdom that she channels, it was just unbelievable. And yeah, she put me through an experience, a spiritual experience where I just like left this world. I just was nothing but oneness and light. And this went on for about half hour, 45 minutes. And I came back and I was in such a state of awe, the beauty that I witnessed from this. I literally cried for weeks afterwards. And I just talked to people about this again. Sometimes I just all of a sudden, just again, the emotions come up and it was definitely life-changing for me. And it was so simple because she has no weird, complicated techniques. It's just the presence, holding that presence. You know, it, it's like you met like one of these saints or enlightened beings, like that's the energy they have. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So we'll uh, share your site real quick and we'll uh, we'll talk about some of the things you got in there. There's your uh, website. So I see you have uh, appointment types and schedule an appointment, and they also have uh, Heal Profoundly, the book. So you see the book here. You got some information about the book. And then you got Learn was kind of interesting. I, I like this one. You have uh, Releasing Trauma for Healing and Expansion. You got a little video there for that in the class. Daily Meditations training, muscle testing training for professionals. That looks really, really good. So you have, have some course material and links and stuff like that? Yeah, just a little bit. I've been teaching healthcare professionals for about 15 years post-grad, and I've really come to uh, understanding from the universe that I'm really meant to more just teach the general public. So I'm really switching gears right now. Mm, yeah, good. So now we're moving into a broader, I think that's that's kind of what happened with me. Uh, I was teaching like the professionals uh, that I work with, and I thought that as I branched out, my branching out would be teaching other like professionals, but I, I found out that there were a lot of people that were very, very interested, you know, in what I had to share. Really? <laughs> like, and then, you know, eventually it was like, okay, yeah, that's it. This is, this is it. More people want to know this information and they're very, very excited to uh, dive into it. I think America is the best place to be right now because I've been uh, all over the world. I've been to uh, a lot of places, been to Europe, a lot of places in Europe. They had invited me over, but I found that the, the Europeans are not as into this as I would have thought. So Americans are, are really, you know, expansive. And I think that if we did the muscle testing for America, we would see America is very high on the scale and Europe is not as much. And other people have seen that too. And that could be for many different reasons as far as like education systems and long-term religions and so forth. So here in America, we're very, very open-minded to this stuff. And that's that's pretty phenomenal. It's interesting with the muscle testing, because I'm part of a worldwide organization with that. In America, it's more the natural doctors, the chiropractors, the naturopaths, the acupuncturists. Over in Europe and Russia, it's all the medical doctors doing it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting to see. Like um, there's this one orthopedic surgeon in Germany who's really 
cut down doing his surgeries and did more of the muscle testing work instead. Like he totally switched what he was doing for career. Whoa. Wow. That's, that's good to hear. There's definitely movement. Now I love going to Australia because they're very, it's a very, very, very spiritual place. I love the outback and I get a little exposure to aboriginals and stuff like that. So there's lots of uh, places. You look at a place and it has a lot of energy, like here in Sarasota, there's a, a lot of really good energy. I find myself being attracted to areas that have super high energy and then taking those energies to a different level through my work and, and even building on them. Do, do you find that as well as far as the earth energies and stuff like that? Have you seen any of that? Oh, yeah. I could just feel it. Like when I went to Sarasota for your event a few weeks ago, it was the first time I was there. And as soon as I was getting into it, just like a nice, calm, just grounded energy. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. Right. And I go places like back to New York City, you could just feel the heaviness and the chaos. For me, I could feel the area, what's going on. Like usually what I got to do when I'm moving to a new area, I got to like drive around a little bit and I got to find like a pocket that feels good. And I'm like, oh, I like like this area is a good energy in this area. So yeah, the world is like that. The world has different energies going through it, like acupuncture meridians, like we have going through our body. The planet has that too. They're called ley lines. And that connects a lot of different things in the planet. And there's more positive and negative energies, just depending where those are. And like Mexico now is starting to be a more positive, big spiritual energy. That's like changing. Some people are saying the energy is coming from Nepal over there and switching to Mexico. Now it's like shifting that energy for the future. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are going to Mexico now. It's just like overwhelming. I was like, wow, I got to make it down there. Hopefully, you know, this transportation thing gets worked out so I can start heading down there. It's pretty amazing. Edward Lee Scallon, I think his name was, uh, just, just south of where we are. They had Coral Castle. Uh, yeah, I got to check that out. Oh, uh, totally, totally. I've, I've been there like, I think, three or four times. The science behind that is really good, too. So if you find a book on that, it's re- they're really hard uh, to find them. I, I, I've gotten them online before. But he basically talked about how he was tapping into energetic fields and all kind of crazy stuff. Those blocks that he was moving, he said that he had, he knew the information that how they moved the blocks for the pyramid. So the story is that, you know, he had those blocks cut or some of those blocks he cut himself somehow. And uh, then had somebody come in with like cranes and stuff and put them on the back of great big art. He'd say, okay, you guys leave and I'll put that on the back. And they're like, what? And then <laughs> the block is on the back of the truck. And then they carry it over to his coral castle and mount them all up. There was one really cool thing where you could push with your hand this massive block of stone. It's like a gate, the stone gate or whatever. It was perfectly balanced and it just one hand, I guess there was like earthquake or something and it like fell off and it took like 15 engineers, like it was cranes and all kind of stuff. It took them years to figure out how to get that back. So it just kind of floated like he did, like it was before. Wow. So yeah, he was definitely on to some stuff. He was, I guess he had like a pond and he would work at certain times of where the moon and the stars were and just the ley lines. He actually had it set up on another place, but he liked that place better because the ley lines came together. So it was obviously using, uh, you know, energy and stuff like that. And I think a lot of those places, like we look at Abbey and Stonehenge and stuff like that, you know, I think they were energetic places that made the crops more because I've had a crop circle woman come on and talk about how the crops after uh, some of these energies that come in, the crops are more abundant, hundreds of times more abundant. Uh, the seeds from them or 
thousands of times more productive. So there's definitely, and it happened around all around those stone hinges. I think that those energies were there and they understood them back then. And they were using them to have great crops uh, that would feed a lot of people and not take up a lot of space. So yeah, you're doing that with the human body, <laughs> making the human body uh, amazing. So that's great. Yeah, those videos by Pam Greer, you did, those were just great. I was like glued to those, just geeking in front of them. so much cool info there. Yeah. But yeah, when you when you allow energy to flow, a lot of things change. And it's not about having more energy. It's just allowing it to flow. That's what it's about because it just gets stuck. And a lot of times our free will is also what gets it stuck. We have this darn free will thing. Ah, excellent. Excellent point. Excellent point. And that's that's the thing like we talked about. If you, you can overcome that or, you know, help people overcome those blocks. It's there because uh, I've noticed them in, in my life. Once I overcome blocks, I didn't even know they were there. A lot of times it's it's cool to have the expert goes to another expert and you like, you know, oh, yeah, you're like you're messed up on this. Like, oh, yeah, OK, I got it. That's that's why I was having that problem there. It's wonderful to have you close. I'm so happy that I met you. Uh, you're doing amazing work. I think people are really going to take your business, build it back up here in Florida. We're, we're all into this stuff. I think everybody in Florida is into this. <laughs> so now, now that now we're discovering you, I think you're going to do really well. So I'm, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Florida's really changed in the past 10, 15 years, unbelievably. Like it's really, really shifted to more conscious, spiritual. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I used to come down here in my 20s and stuff like that. And it was way different. Yeah, I remember coming down as a as a little kid with my parents to Miami back in the 60s. It's, it's come a long way. It was pretty built up back then, I thought. But now it's probably a little bit more, but not that much. Florida is still very, very wide open. There's, you know, the coasts are, are pretty built up a little. And still, there's lots of room to grow, although those of us who live here don't want to see it grow anymore. Inland, it's still, there's still some crazy stuff going on out there. I've heard of like dinosaur stories and all kinds of <laughs> it's like, uh, and they're, they're, they seem pretty accurate. So uh, it's interesting. I think there's more land people aren't living on that's wild than it's being lived on, way more than it's being lived on here in Florida. So that's, that's cool. I like to keep it that way. I know a lot of people are trying to escape from where they're at. I think the migrations are kind of slowing down now. So we're, we'll get to take this migration influx take people to this great spiritual awakening that we're, we're having. Because look at Florida. I mean, we're the cutting edge, I think, of consciousness. Very, very healthy, prosperous, happy. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, a couple of my friends were just trickled down here from D.C. during the lockdowns and stuff like that. And you're like, you, they're like, you should come down here, too. You should come down here. My brother's in Fort Lauderdale. I was like, you should move down here. And I'm like, no, never Florida. I'm, I'm not a Florida person, you know, and I like mountains, you know, like where you were in Lake Tahoe, I go to Lake Tahoe every year. I love it. Then a, a spiritual mentor told me, okay, to take your next step in life, you should be by the warmer coastline and Florida would be great. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going because <laughs> my friends were edging me. Then this spiritual mentor teacher said that I'm like, that's all you got to say. I'm, I'm looking, I'm going to the phone with you. I'm going to find a place. Yeah. <laughs> And then the natural world gave you a little boot too. It's like, okay, you got to have a jab or do, otherwise you can't. Oh, drive. Yeah. yeah. Once I got that email from the mayor in DC, I'm like, perfect. All right. Bye. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Heading south. So yeah, it's been, it's been great having you on. I'm super excited for you. I'm excited for what you're sharing with people. The chat's blowing up. It's a lot of fun. 
your business is going to do well and look forward to, to seeing your success going forward. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been great to meet you down here. And yeah, I'm just, I'm glad we, we just started talking and stuff like that. It's really been uh, uh, nice. Definitely. And thanks for coming on the show and sharing your information. And thanks for everyone that joined us. Lots of love to you. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.